0: Welcome to Blades Pod. It's Wednesday, twenty-second of January. My name is Ben. Joining me, as always, it's Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing well, mate. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yes, this is uh you know not a uh, the one-nil defeat to Manchester City. is not something I can be upset about, to be honest. Certainly, when we played the way that we did. Um, so yeah, what was uh, what were overall feelings on? I, I guess. Uh, Let's start performance-wise, I suppose. What was your overall thoughts on on how we played in this?
1: I thought we did as as well as I expected. I won't say as well as I hope, because I do think we could have been a little bit better on the ball again. But that's really splitting hairs, I think. Um, We give them a game. It could have been 0-0 on another day. I think the better team deserved to win.
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, But at the same time, I thought we definitely did. I thought we gave a good account of ourselves. Obviously, Manchester city fans
0: didn't think that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we'll come on to that in a bit <laughs> i definitely want to uh, definitely want to bring that up at some point um yeah, yeah i mean you're absolutely right it is a game man city deserved to win there's no you know there's no uh, no getting away from that they could easily have been three 0 up at half time but for um but for some saves by dean henderson, which again discusses some detail um you know they they dominated the expected goals count they had eighteen shots to four they had vastly more possession. Yeah, no there's no you can't dress up that they deserve to win the game. However, we hung in there and uh yeah, I think I think we pushed them, didn't we? Made them work for the you know, the second time. And I mean, you know, if you're a Man City fan, you probably, you know you can probably afford to be a bit sniffy and sort of go, Well, I don't get what all the fuss is about. Sheffield United managed like one shot on target in their two games against us and mm-hmm. we won both games to nil and, you know, it was uh it was fairly comfortable. But I, I don't think that tells the full story. And, you know, compared to I think compared to how we lost to Liverpool uh, a few weeks ago, this was uh, yeah this this was pretty different. Even if it didn't go uh, the way that the game at the Etihad did, um, somebody was I think I was at uh, the Anfield Wrap uh, were talking to me the other day um, and they sort of said you know do you think you've got a chance in this one? Uh, and I was like well I think I think our chance to beat Man City probably came yeah. at the Etihad just the way that game went. And I thought there's no way Guardiola, being the manager he is, is going to allow. That set of circumstances to happen again, you know, yeah. with us to have three one on ones again, that kind of thing, and that's kind of how it goes. But yeah, we I,
1: I do think City have improved a little bit since then as well. I know they drew on Saturday with a poor result against Palace and stuff, but we it were only two weeks here. The Amherst uh, Villa 6 1 away, and I was looking at it thinking, Oh, god, I'm not looking forward to this. You know, as bad as Villa were, you're yeah. thinking these are really, 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 really top side, obviously. And I think it goes it's Liverpool are better than everyone else then Man City are better than everyone else by a fair fair amount I think those two are just a a world away from everyone else in the league
0: yeah I I completely agree I mean yeah even with that poor result on on Saturday against Palace I mean I'm just looking now Palace had yeah Palace only had five shots in that game you know City had 25 shots so it's you know they're they're a little bit (laughs) a little bit unlucky to draw that one I think Man City but yeah, the sort of—I um, mean, they're definitely—they yeah. uh, were definitely stronger in this game than uh, than at the weekend in terms of the team. I think, which we we'll get to in a sec. I mean, how to beat Man City? I think you need—well, how can a team like us beat Man City uh, with our current sort of level of players? I suppose. I mean, you—you you need plenty of luck. You need a lot of things to go right. You need—I uh, guess—you need some marginal decisions from the referee. You need them to have a complete off day, and you need us to. Take one of the very few chances that we were going to get in the game, and we got some of those things. I think some of those things went went for us, but uh, it wasn't quite the perfect storm that you kind of need. I mean, I was thinking back, like, you know, Wolves. Wolves obviously beat Man City a few a uh, few weeks ago, didn't they? But they're on a different level to us at the moment. Yeah. Wolves. I know they might not be in the table, but we don't have yeah, a Darmatry yeah, yeah. or a uh, or a you know Raul Jimenez or anything like that. And I think I think also, didn't Man City go down to ten men in that game? Am I making that up? I think they did, yeah. And I think they—they
1: they, yes. they are set up. Wolves are set up perfectly to beat Manchester City. To be honest, if I had to pick one team out of the top four or five, Man United did it similar to them, just with the pace they've got off from. Mm. I think if you're going to pick one side to who you think can uh, cause a shock against City, I'd pick Wolves.
0: Yeah, um, I, I don't know how I managed to forget this, but of course the goalkeeper Edison got sent off after 12 minutes, so so Man City basically yep. played 80 minutes with 10 men. So, um,
1: I mean, people go back to that Norwich game. I, I still think that was a bit of a fluke game. I think that were a one in 20 match. There. Mm. It just sort of happens. Uh, and it would begin beginning of the season, and I think City are better now. I think, and I don't know if Norwich have played City again, but imagine when they do. I don't think they're going to get put it that way.
0: <laughs> no, probably not. I don't think they have, actually. Um, no. So let's get to the team. So, uh, unfortunately, no John Stones for City, yeah. which uh, that, that to me was one of those little things. There's like little, I don't know, little things where I thought like, I think Stones has to play if we're going to get something out of this game, if we're going to yeah. score a goal. And unfortunately, uh, Laporte comes back from injury. That's right. I think
1: it were less Stones, more Laporte coming back, I think. I mean, you know, I think him coming back into the defence. I don't think he had the best game, to be honest, but he, he looked a bit rusty, which you you would do. But I think just the confidence of having him back will give City a massive lift.
0: Yeah, and I think he's... Um... I think he's far and away their best defender as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. completely, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you basically take out your weak link and put in your, your strongest defender, which is mm. yeah, d- doesn't help us, I think. Um, Billy Sharp starting up front for us. Mm. Uh, a little bit of a surprise, I guess. Fitness dictated because, I mean, I think... I, I don't know, I, I kind of felt, as I was watching the game, I was like, and, and Sharp, you know, on reflection, I think I said to you last night it wasn't really the game for Sharp, but then on, yeah. on reflection he actually did pretty well, I think, with with pretty limited touches of the ball. Um, But it did kind of feel to me watching the game that I was like, can we just get through an hour and then we can get Moussa on for 30 minutes or so? And yeah, I think, you know, ideal world, it would have been McBurney and Moussa up, up front. So it felt a little bit like we couldn't quite put out the best team on I night. get the
1: I, I get the feeling that Moose wouldn't have played against Arsenal if McGoldrick could have been fit, and mm. I think this would have been the game for him to you know to start. But I thought Sharp did really well. I really did. I think he hassled him and he and he caused problems. His hold up play was fantastic, um, and I think him and McBurney definitely given something to think about with very little service.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, Sharp just uh, Sharp barely very few touches of the ball, but um, yeah, yeah. Like, as you say, the hold up play was good, and uh, he won us a few free kicks as well, which. I- it's kind of what you need, you know, I know that's not like a, a highlight kind of level performance of like, oh, he's, you know, he had loads of chances or, he, you know, he's dribbling past players or anything like that. But in games like this, it's almost like territory and it's just like, please somebody get us up the pitch, that kind of thing. And
1: yeah, I think the last three or four games, uh, he's come on and then played. I think he's definitely shown his worth. He, he deserves to be until till the end of the season, put it that way. I, I'd like him in the squad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, The one other sort of uh, interesting and also kind of frustrating tactical choice from Man City, playing a back three. Mm. Now, I know you know this because I texted you last night, but uh, Man City, before last night, had played... A total of 164 minutes in a back three this season so less than two full games and presumably, um, I mean without watching every single one of their games, I'm guessing a lot of that is them making a tactical switch in the game and getting an extra midfielder on or something like that rather than them starting a game with a back three and I'm I'm 90% sure they didn't do that in the first game either so that's a very big mark of respect and also was like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Another of those things you need to go your way is the uh, opposition manager completely underestimating you or being totally Which complacent. is not going to happen, is it, with Pep? Let's be honest. And it weren't
1: going to happen with Klopp. And I think, I've seen a few people saying, oh, are oh, we getting worked out because obviously Norwood didn't have the influence and stuff like that. I think you really, well, not, I'm not going to say we have or we haven't because I don't know, but I don't think you can judge these games on it. Put it that way. I think that um, if we're still, you know, getting nullified by the likes of Bournemouth and Brighton coming up and Norwich and whatever, then yeah, you, you've got an argument to say, hang on, we might have to change things around a bit. I think you've just come up against two of the best midfielders and uh, best midfielders in Europe. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, they've gone three-five-two against us for a reason, and that's because. You know, in every position, they are better than us. So they've sort of matched us up. They've not lost out in any in any way in midfield or anything like that. And they know they've got more quality than us. You know, it is It's definitely a compliment. And I think Pep's comments before the game were genuinely from the heart, despite what I've read since from a couple of Man City fans who said he were being sarcastic. (laughs) I'd really, really, I I have read this. Yeah, I I just uh, I, I don't believe that at all. I think he. He does respect us, undoubtedly, and I think the the formation
0: showed. Yeah, it's it's very frustrating that the um, the best two teams also have the best two managers, and <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> they yeah. just going to take you. This for is granted. the
1: thing as well, though. If, if Man United and Chelsea got themselves a uh, more experienced, successful managers, then. You know, maybe this season it'd have been a bit more difficult taking points off them. So if it's only them two who's got, you know, the best two managers, then I'll I'll, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, good point. And and as you say, you're matching up, you know, it's not only ability wise, <laughs> but I think Wilder mentioned this in his uh, in his interview afterwards as well that they they're world class athletes as well, aren't they? You know, every position, yeah. they're, they're physically faster, stronger. You know, the, obviously the technique is better as yep. well. You know, intelligence of playing at a high level. The way they press you, hassle you, the way, the, the kind of, uh, I guess the, I mean maybe we can touch on this in a, in a, in a little bit as well. But you know the way they, I guess push the boundaries of what is is a foul and is not a foul. You know the sort of, yeah, the the maximum accepted contact before the referee will give a foul, or you know the, the ability to win a free kick from a minimum amount of contact, that kind of thing. It all adds up, and yeah, you, you throw in the fact that they are genuinely some of the best players in the world. And yeah. uh, you're up against it.
1: Um, I mean, the game was won from an unbelievable pass, wasn't it, really,
0: for me, from De Bruyne. And, that,
1: and all right, they missed a few chances, well, obviously missed Penn and all that sort of stuff. But the game was really decided by that quality. And I think you've just got to hold your hands up. And I don't mind losing a game where, you know, the, the, the quality of the other side is better than yours. I don't think you can do anything more. And I, and I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, contrast with the Liverpool home game where... Mm-hmm. Which kind of went a little bit, uh, a little bit similar, I think, in terms of you know they, Liverpool definitely will feel they deserve to win that. They missed some really good chances, or yeah. Henderson made some good saves, I should say. And then they, you know, for us to get the uh, such a soft goal. At least here, we made them work all the way for it. And you yeah. know, in the end, Aguero's getting booked for time wasting any injury time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only the third time this season that City have failed to score two or more goals in a league game, and the other ones were the Manchester derby and Liverpool. Um, they coincidentally the two best teams with the uh sorry the two teams with the best uh expected goals against as well so the best defensive records in the league incidentally mm-hmm. so not hugely surprising um so yeah i mean they had uh i think they had three fantastic chances in the first half or, or rather forced three really good saves uh, the first one comes from Basham. Oh, this, I oh, saw. Yeah. We, like me, just saw this come in immediately.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I had made a man before it even <laughs> before he even lost <laughs> it.
0: Yeah, he sort of. I can't quite remember. But he sort of touch, took a bad touch or like a slightly heavy control in midfield, and he. Yeah, he wasn't hugely under pressure, but as soon as he did that, I thought, "Oh no!" And I think we only had two men back at that point as well. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, he just basically passes it straight to Sterling. I think it is, and ends up getting worked back to Sterling into uh, into the box and he, he hits a first time shot that uh, Henderson gets a hand to. I mean, I think probably probably this is a good point actually. Just that first half was like Dean Henderson's masterpiece, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. and an yeah, overall, I
0: think, overall I think I, I
1: loved, after the penalty save, I loved his antics. You know, getting the crowd going, pointing to the fans and all that sort of mm. stuff. I think mean, that yeah. I mean, after a night that Pickford's had uh, yesterday, where he's That's conceded that obviously an awful goal. He's got to be pushing, and I know Southgate's a bit weird <laughs> mm-hmm. when it comes to you know, changing players and stuff. He likes to keep that core group there or whatever. But you're not telling me Pickford's had a better season, than Henderson.
0: No, the, the the thing with Pickford is, it's like he is the he's the incumbent, isn't he? So you know, they probably want to stick with some yeah. continuity, yeah. and he is better with his feet as well. That's I think that's that from a like ability as a goalkeeper. since yeah. kicking him last night were a bit off, yeah. Yeah, he's just not as good a passer as, as Pickford. And I'm not you know, Pickford's not in like Eduardo, uh, sorry, Edison or um Allison. I don't know why I always call Edison Eduardo, but here we are. <laughs> Edison and Allison's league when it comes to playing the ball out from the back. But um, No, we
1: were saying actually at the match yesterday that Edison could probably play in midfield from our sides, to be honest. Yeah with the way he sprays the ball around and our is and stuff. There's
0: the uh, there's the overlapping goalkeeper.
1: I yeah, imagine. that'll be the I'm,
0: next thing, won't it? I, I read earlier actually, I don't know if it was a joke, I didn't like it. Didn't check the source on it or something, but God, they all are talking about uh, Edison being like a potential penalty taker for them.
1: That is true, yeah. That were on the city boards. Um, they were all talking about like um, that that is, could be the case because they've missed a lot of penalties this season. So. I think Aguero's the, the, uh, the main penalty taker but if he's not on the pitch obviously Sterling missed one against Wolves that got retaken and then he missed the other one which he, he put in mm. I think Mahrez has missed one as well uh, they've missed quite a few so they are saying Edison's like me which yeah. <laughs> ridiculous because if he, let's say he does a bad penalty Anderson saves it all he needs to do is boot it at the end and he's,
0: you know, he gets a good contact and he's 1-0 Can a goalkeeper throw the ball into the opposite goal? Does that count?
1: I don't think it would do now. I don't think it. I've never seen it. It'd be I, I really don't know. Say I there mean, was a
0: really strong wind. I,
1: I, I couldn't. I've never. I've never heard of it. I've never heard that. <laughs> so a lot of tweeters and letters now, but I've never. I've not seen that goal anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, Twitter and YouTube. You, <laughs> you can sort that one out for us. Um, but yeah, he's uh, actually some of his passing last night though. Edison was was a little bit off, particularly in the second. Uh, like after they'd scored, they kept. It uh, kept yeah, sort of hitting have, it yeah. out, but. Um, but there you go. Um, Henderson himself, yeah, I, I think, I just think it's, uh, I mean, I think Southgate needs to look in the mirror if, if Henderson is not the second-choice goalkeeper now. I mean, mm. it just has to be. It's, you know, you can't tell me he's better than all those other, you know, Heat and Pope. All that—it's just—and
1: he's younger as well, so why not have him as second choice?
0: Yeah, he's too old for the under twenty ones, so you know it's not like you're you're holding him there to get experience no. or anything. Um, but yeah, he, he was sensational. Um, I mean, as it happens in the second half, I think they only had two shots on target in the second half, Man City. Yeah. Obviously, one of them was a goal. And it was a you know just a, a total tapping winner from about six yards, is absolutely yeah. nothing. He could have done the better like that. No, no, no. no. Um, but yeah, that Sterling save was fantastic. Otamendi had a... Sorry, was it Otamendi? Yeah, it was Otamendi, it was Otamendi yeah. yeah. Had that uh, kind of overhead kick, which uh, which he did really well to save as well. Which and then, I'd like to say as well, there's another thing that City fans
1: were saying were a foul for some reason. Which one? The bicycle kick. They said he'd been nudged oh behave That's... I know yeah I was like I've got nothing against it before this I've just done this view from it's on 59 pages but obviously we'll come to it in a bit but it's 59 pages now but um, just basically 59 pages of them criticising how we play and how we thugs and one even suggesting we should get points deducted and they're picking out little things like that little nudge as I've just mentioned which I didn't even
0: see at all no not at all well, yeah well let's let's cover off the penalty first and then maybe we can come back to that yeah um so, uh, yeah, Marez dribbles into the box, goes past uh, a couple of our defenders. Basham arrives on the scene. Uh, Basham it,
1: arriving in a bad way. Exactly <laughs>
0: that, yeah. Uh, Marez goes to the floor, penalty given. What, what did you think to that decision? Poor, poor from
1: Basham, out, to be honest. I, I don't know why he dived in at all. I mean... He had a twenty-minute spell where I thought he even lost an editor, to Sterling, at one point. Mm. What... Oh, no.
0: Sterling was surprisingly good in the air last night. Yeah, he
1: was. Yeah, and I think he had. Tw- I think he recovered well in the second half, Basham. I don't think his performance was abysmal as a whole, but I think he had a twenty-minute spell where you were just everything he did was just wrong. Mm. <laughs> and I think that was another one. I don't think there's any need for him to come flying in. What about you?
0: At the time, I thought it was a dive, um, and I've seen it again, and I can see why it's given. It, 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 it was actually reminded me a lot of the Pepe one at the weekend, except Basham, the contact happens like a split second earlier, if you like. Than it yeah. did. Pe- Pepe was already like jumping into the air when um, O'Connell kind of made contact with him, whereas this one, yeah. The, the thing that, oh, looking back at it, the thing that does annoy me is... Mares basically passes the ball straight to Besic, and we're you know we're about to dribble away with it, and uh, and then yeah, Basham kind of clips mm. him at exactly that moment, and yeah, he chucks himself to the floor. But you know that that's one that's obviously not going to get overturned at all, and I I would want that as a decision for us for sure. Um, Man City players were like kind of I'm going to say arguing, but certainly having a discussion among themselves as to who should take this penalty, which I think possibly might have uh, thrown them a little bit, and then. Uh, yeah, Jesus, it, it was a good save. It wasn't a great penalty, was it? It was kind of uh, neither here nor there, not in the corner, not particularly high, particularly low. But, yeah, Henderson's still still got to keep it out. Um, yeah, I think I sent you this early, didn't I? Um, it, it's just such a long time since the team scored a penalty against us. Um, I mean, we're going back a couple mm. of years now, I think. Uh, and also Henderson's... Um, can't think of one. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, obviously last night, uh, Grealish hit the bar for Villa just for Christmas. Uh, ben Marshall of Millwall hit the bar uh, last year. Um, and then I think before that, it was... Um, was this the same game? There was a, a, a Reading player, um, but it might have been the season yeah, before. Yeah, Simon Moore saved it. Yeah, was that the season before? I think it might have been. Yeah, I yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I think it was the season
1: before we went up. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like a really cold night, wintry night, I think. And um, Yeah, more saved a pen. But I can't remember. I genuinely can't remember the last one we conceded.
0: No, it's, uh, it's, it's going back a, a fair old way, I think, um, which is, is weird. And, and yeah, um, Henderson has this, this great record um, against penalties. So in his senior career, uh, he's faced 13 penalties. Only seven have been scored. That's pretty impressive and only one out of the last five as well.
1: Really, yeah. That, yeah, that's that is really good. I'm not that surprised. He's quite when uh, Jesus uh, stepped up to take it. I thought he looked quite big, Anderson. If you know what I mean, yeah. he, the, the net looked a lot smaller than it <laughs> than it, it is just due to. I think he looked didn't look that confident, and um, I don't know. I, I had a bit of a feeling that he was going to save it. To be honest, yeah,
0: I was just thing. I was just. Uh, I praying because I think the the game's so different if they score that penalty uh, Mm -hmm. and it's probably a yeah I mean I don't think it'd be um Aston Villa levels but I do think it'd be a comfortable win for them um yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah,
1: well, we saw after their their actual goal. I think they were better after the you know when they went one 0 up than they were before they were
0: one 0 up. Yeah, indeed. Um, I, I think with just just finally on this penalty record for Henderson, the weird thing is it's not like he's saving them all. It's, it seems to sort of Jedi mind trick the uh, attackers. Cause, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean I mentioned two there at the, the bar and there was one mm. uh, at least one for the England under twenty ones in the summer where the the guy actually missed it rather than it being saved. Mm. So. He's obviously doing something right. He's hypnotising the strikers or something. Yeah. Decent effort. Um, <laughs> he did come off his line. What did you make of that?
1: I thought that that got checked by VAR because my mate messaged me saying, BT said that should have been retaken. And I called BT a bunch of idiots because I said it all went to VAR, which it didn't. No, <laughs> so I... I was the idiot in that, in that uh, circumstance. But yeah, I thought he did. But yeah, he's definitely off his line. There's no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, I, f- I forgot this as well, actually. At the time, I was... I was thinking, oh god, just wait for it to go out of play, and then they're going to check it and come back, mm. aren't they? But yeah, just to be clear, uh, VAR do not check uh, for goalkeepers coming off the line, which is because the Women's World Cup uh, last summer was an absolute farce with every yeah. penalty. He had like, you know, somebody's heel was a like a an inch off the line and they retook it so they i think the i think it was a premier league decision that um they were going to leave that down to the linesman so if the linesman yeah. doesn't give it then it's it's fair game what they do check is obviously encroachment which is why what, what i think has yeah. com- confused a few people because you know like man city this is why
1: i got mixed up so- I do remember that city penalty against Wolves. I don't yes, know if you remember that one. Exactly that. Which uh, he missed, and then he got redone again. Uh, and I was thinking, well, they must check them all because that. And then, as you as you say, and obviously the Grealish one, didn't it? That got went to VAR, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And
0: did they? They looked at that. sorry yeah, they they looked at that to check encroachment, didn't they? As well as actually. Yeah, the that's
1: right. Yeah. So I've got mixed up thinking it was you know they the, they checked it just for penalties in it in you know whatever happened at penalty, but that was clearly not the case.
0: Indeed, um, and there is this thing as well with the um, with this with this law, uh, which I, I'm just going to try and pull this up actually, um, where they, they do allow you a step off the line, um, one step. Where are we? Da-da-da-da. Is this going to say it? I can't, it says... hmm. Well, I can't find that now, but um, I'm sure I read that earlier this this year. That was like um, basically because the striker gets the opportunity to kind of stutter their run a little bit they're not allowed to fully yeah. stop but they can stutter it that the it's it's reasonable to allow the keeper a step off the line I'm sure a daily but yeah okay. and, and that's exactly I mean that's why he's off his line Anderson isn't it because uh Jesus does a little kind of stutter step in his uh in his run up so yeah I was uh I was relieved that it didn't get checked and then obviously remembered afterwards that there was nothing particularly big deal about that um, yeah we haven't really I mean we only had four shots in the game we haven't really talked about any any of our chances I think we can skip ahead to some of them. I mean, There was one that uh, really frustrated me in the first half. Where Sharp got into the box on the angle mm. and I think he tried to find Fleck, wasn't it? And, yeah. Oh, I just thought, just shoot, just shoot. Shoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I remember the, I think uh, half-time in the Liverpool game at home, um... I was like, uh, I think I said to my brother, I was like, um, you know, I just wish Rob- Robinson, just shoot, because you don't know, it might it might deflect and go in the net. And somebody overheard me and like, um, took the mickey out of me. It was like, oh, you know, I, you're not very confident, are you? You know, open up takes a deflection. I was like, well... <laughs> First of all, stay out of my conversation. But second, like we're not going to get many shots. Just shoot. Like you know, yeah. one one might hit someone and go in the net. And that's, that's there were a couple different. of times actually where I thought we
1: could have probably unleashed one. It probably wouldn't have gone in. Don't get me wrong, but we weren't really getting anywhere with what we were doing. If that makes any sense. And I know that's not how we play with long shots. But I think against the better sides, I think you've got to take a chance sometimes. And I wonder if that's something we will look at because. We're not going to create as many chances as we normally do against these cities and Liverpool's, and there has been a few occasions where I'm thinking, "It's it, just it's it." You never know. There was that long ranger against Liverpool from Norwood. He never shoots, does he, mm. Norwood? And obviously that nearly went. in with a really good save from the goalkeeper. You never know, do you?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it. And in these games, you, as I said at the top, you know, you need plenty of things to go your way, and one of them is a is a hit and hope that goes in, or you know, you just take a shot from a not an optimal angle. Um, but yeah, that that was one I was when i saw him running into the box i was on my feet i was like just you know this is yeah. this is a moment it's going to be incredibly hard cuz edison's a really good goalkeeper yeah. um, and you're not at a good angle but just have a go and yeah you don't know maybe saves it and pushes it back to somebody on our team that kind of thing yeah um second half we we did have a, a couple of moments um mm. one of which was ended with a, a Mousset back heel so yeah Moussa had come on at this point um a nice bit of play down the right from, from McBurney, and he, he kind of flicks it into Basham, who whips it across the six-yard yeah. box. Really and, good ball off from Basham,
1: actually. I think that's worth pointing out. I've just criticised him, so I think that was a good quick turn, bang straight in. That's what exactly what needed to happen.
0: Definitely, yeah. And I actually thought Edison made a bit of a mess of this one. He did. I, I was surprised that he pushed it into such a dangerous area, but I suppose... In some ways, it kind of got it away from goal, and then uh, the most telegraphed heel possible from oh, so frustrating. I've made a man for about two minutes after that. <laughs> Is that because uh, a certain John Fleck was uh, stood
1: waiting for a pass. So it's still, it's still. I, I watched the replay straight after. I never normally watched the replays,
0: you know, because they show me the big screen after, hmm. and I watched
1: it. I was just like, no, why did you do that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I really, I really thought that was the moment when he when he pushed it away. But I suppose if he. You know, he, he tried, and you know, he was—you uh, know—he was trying something a bit different. And if it had
1: gone in, with the going, "Wow!" Yeah. How, how did he think of that at that like moment of time and stuff? So, you know, it's one of those things. He should have undoubtedly have passed it back. I'm sure after the match, when they go through it, mm. that's exactly what Wilder and Nil will say to, to Moose. But you know, that's he, that's what he is, isn't he, Moose? He's, he's the yeah. one player we've got who would try something like that. And uh,
0: I'm not going to be too critical because I mean, I, I literally five minutes ago just said, you know. Have a go, basically. Try something. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. You know, Edison might have been completely exactly. blinded to it and, you know, not expecting it, even though it was pretty obvious he was about to do it. But, um, yes, yeah, yeah. straight into the keeper's hands, unfortunately. Um, I won't say we almost took the lead, but uh, one of our best bits of play. Um, ends with McBurney doing a a fantastic Gaza Euro '96 against Germany impression. Where <laughs> I think it's Stevens and it slides it across the box and yeah, uh, yeah so McBurney slides in and it gets a very slight contact on it. It goes wide. That was our best move of the game. It was no. our best move of the game. It was by far our best chance of the game. Um, I mean, yeah, we only had four shots. That was a 0.59 xg chance. However. I am not. I'm pretty
1: sure that would have been called offside,
0: wasn't it? Exactly what I was about to say. Having I, I mean, looked at the oh, replay. I'm sorry, I've,
1: I've, I've sold your glory now, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it just shows how perfectly in sync we are. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 having watched it again, I, and to be honest, I did think this at the time as well. Um, mm. Yeah, It reminded me of that Leon Clark chance against Liverpool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which he'd got a better contact to and put over. But yeah, <laughs> again, it comes back to that thing, doesn't it, of like would I am I am I more comfortable with the fact he didn't put it in the net than uh, you know having a taking the lead against man city again and having it ruled out again <laughs> what do you think
1: um, yeah, I'm glad he missed. I never, I'd rather him, I'd rather our strikers miss a sitter from a yard out if he's going to be ruled out by VAR. I really don't mind. I don't care. I, I don't, I don't want to go through that. We're going to have it again, aren't we? Two or three times this season, or float where we score, we think we scored, and then it's, I'd rather him just miss and say, ah, oh, you know, because that horrible feeling of cheering and then having it ruled out, especially in a game like that where you know, you know that we Re- probably a real proper first chance it would have been wouldn't it a first shot on target at least
0: yeah a first like, moment where yeah, you, you figure you're going to get like a yeah. i I'm not sure a back heel where you're running away from goal is, is much of a chance to be honest So no yeah I agree no, no,
1: it's a chance it's, sorry it's, it's, it's a chance in the sense that it's uh, you know if it, if it would have worked it better then yeah it would have, it would have
0: been a good chance but it wasn't a chance, chance. Mm, it wasn't yeah I get it it wasn't like he, he was able to control yeah, it yeah that and poor poor his- word <laughs> um, Aguero would come on by this point and, uh, yeah, what, like 60 seconds later he gets on the end of a, a similar ball, I suppose, and knocks it into the net. And, I mean, I guess I was a bit frustrated by this, but only in terms of the timing, I suppose. You know, i I, I got to be honest, I started to look at the clock a little bit in terms of going like oh, yeah. 60 minutes, 65 minutes, 70 minutes. You know, maybe... Maybe we can hold on here. Never mind, you know, nick a goal ourselves. Maybe we actually hold out for a null draw or something. Um, and then, yeah, it just goes to De Bruyne on the right. And uh, what a footballer he is. I mean, I'm not exactly, you know, he is. it's not exactly a revelatory statement, that is it. But he, <laughs> there are times where you just have to hold your hands up and go, this guy is truly one of the best players in the world. And he showed it there. There's yeah. nothing, I don't think, I don't think you I, put any blame on anyone for I that. I think
1: we've played a few teams this season. I think we've had a few teams this season where um, the like the likes of Salah and Mane have not really turned up to their, mm. you know, we, we know they're better players than they've played against us. I think De Bruyne in both games has showed exactly how good he is, and he probably yeah. went at his best in either.
0: No, no, potentially not. Um... Yeah, yet again, you know, it's it's that. uh, I think that was the combination for the first goal at the Etihad as well, wasn't it? I know that the uh, referee had a bit Mm. of an influence on that one, but it was still De Bruyne to Aguero and goal. And you're like, well, this is what we're up against. You know, you have to. Sometimes there's not really much you can do. do. Do you think there's anything we could have done about that goal whatsoever?
1: I don't think so. I just think it's it's that quick and happens and stuff. I, I, I think it's unfair. I'm sure you can go back and pick out, Well, oh, maybe if you would have done this, maybe... If he, but in the heat of the moment, it's just a really good move. And, yeah, I, again, I don't mind losing to a goal or something like that when you. you it's just a good quality move. I yeah. think you, you hold your hands up and say, that's why they're Manchester City. You know, that's why... That's what their millions of pounds has got them. Yeah,
0: indeed. Um, we didn't really have a chance after that. I didn't think there was, you know, there's that excuse me a little bit of a scramble right like pretty much the last kick of the game uh, and the ref blew for full time as it was kind of getting blocked which I know I think he gave on ball actually yeah. didn't he I think he might have hit Egan on the hand or something like that um, and that led him to then blow yeah. the final whistle as well um, but yeah it was uh, you know it, it, a little disappointing that we weren't able to kind of get up a bit of a head of steam towards the end of the game you know we obviously chucked on uh, Lundstrom had, had come on for Besic uh, Robinson had come on for Basham mm. um, but yeah they. I mean it's Man City isn't it? I mean there's that point where <clears throat> I think Man City fans were appealing for handball or something like that and you know everyone's like doing the sort of like handball thing back at him, and then Five minutes later, Man City is still passing the ball around, and we've not been able to get near them. Like, yeah, oh no. yeah, yeah, yeah. What can you do? I mean, that's the classic Guardiola thing, yeah. in it. You know, the, the, the Barcelona team defend by having ball, having the ball, they just pass it around, and there's there's really not too much you can do about it. I suppose. Um oh, oh. But yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think overall just felt pretty pretty proud of how we played, to be honest. And you know, we we yeah. kind of we went in with a game plan, and it, it almost came off. Um, and you know. A bit more luck, I guess we could have uh, could have got something out of it. But yeah, to be honest, it's hard to be it's hard to be downbeat about the way the way we lost and the fact we lost last night. Um, right? Any uh, any particular individuals you want to talk about briefly?
1: I thought Oliver Burney were fantastic. I've seen a, a little bit of criticism in in, in certain quarters on certain Facebook uh, sites, which I should stay away from because it just get me angry. But I thought it was brilliant. I thought that would pop. we say every week it might be his best performance. Yeah,
0: I I, I think he was our best outfield player. Um player. Probably, I mean, you could maybe maybe say maybe say Jack O'Connell. I also thought was fantastic. But I mean, we we yeah. we talked, have not we, about how he's he's not he's kind of not a target man, but last night he played like one and we had to you know we had to use him as one but he was brilliant he was so involved he he had the most passes for us out of any any player which is really unusual i mean it does speak a little bit to how mm. how little of a foothold we could get in midfield but yeah that's that is yeah, yeah. you know a, a pretty big deal and yeah 16 out of 22 passes in the attacking third that's fantastic that's you know that shows that it wasn't like he was dropping to the the halfway line or you know picking it up and passing it straight back to a central defender, that kind of thing. He was getting us up the field, and it's so important in these games where we're not going to be able to do that very much. Mm. Um, mm. You know, he it was, it was uh, not... Sorry, go on.
1: I just think that uh, he, if, if you're still criticising him after that performance, I mean, I'm not saying I or you or anyone else knows more about football or anything else, but I think you probably have, even if unknowingly only got a bit of an agenda against things. I thought that was... As good as a centre forward performance as you could probably expect in the circumstances uh, for for a Sheffield United player. I don't think anyone else we've got in that squad, including Magoldre, would have been able to put in that the, the sort of performance that uh, McBurney did last night.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent agree. I mean that, you know, going up against the very best there. I mean that gives you something yep. to build around doesn't it, in the game to give you to give you a foothold basically. And yeah, I, I just, um, I, I think you're right. I think you, if you can't see that, you're never going to see it, I don't think. and you know, This is just...
1: it. And, and Wilder pointed it out after the match. He said, you know, if, if he had any doubters, and they've put him to bed. And from what I've read, that's not been the case. But I, I think, you know, I I think 90% of our fans now realise what he brings. I just think there's that lingering... I mean, I heard people in the pub yesterday after the game slagging him off. And, and I just thought, well, it's never going to change. You, you, there's players like that, I suppose, throughout... Sheffield United's history who's always had a bit of a you know a certain section of the fan base against him Montgomery springs to mind immediately and stuff but Mm. you know I I just hope he keeps it up because I think he's getting better and better and I and I I think he is hopefully gradually bringing around everybody um, even if it's going to take a bit longer for these you know other people who are so against him they might take that little bit longer but yeah
0: really really impressed with him. yeah isn't it weird that like we're talking about a 20 million record signing as, like, you know, he needs to go on a charm offensive and, like, win round all the fans. So he should be yeah. excited about this guy. He's, he's really good. I don't, don't get it. Well, he's I think, like 23 I think years old some, as well.
1: Yeah, I think you said something on the fact all these people are moaning that we haven't spent any money in January transfer window. Probably the same people who are saying that McBurney's overrated. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, overpriced, should yeah. I say. So, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. It as I said, I'm—I I'm, don't know more than anybody else or anything. I just can't see that way of thinking. it. We all see things differently, and I can't see how you watched that match last night and think, "Oh, that meant Bernie's poor."
0: Yeah, I mean, even you know, there's things that don't show up on the stat sheet. It's like that—that that one in the first half where he basically just bullied Kyle Walker and wins a corner out and nothing. You know, like Walker was just controlling the ball on the <laughs> goal line, and Bernie's like, "No, I love that, thank yeah. you," uh, and I'm having a corner out of it, and you're just like. You know, there's people. If people think like, oh, because he has his socks rolled down, he do not work hard. I'm like, no, <laughs> just just watch him. He does, and uh, yeah,
1: yeah, I I, 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 I thought it was good. He's, he's he's the top. I think he's he's the one. It's uh, he, his shirt now, and it's him and someone else at the moment.
0: I think so. Yeah. The question is, I guess, how how does he and McGoldrick function together? If indeed that is something that happens, I suppose. Because yeah, they. Kind of play in similar spaces, I suppose. But I don't know if we just mm. if we just adapt their roles or something. But that's a question for another day, I suppose. But yeah, I thought he was uh, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, O'Connell, I mentioned, I thought was also fantastic. I mean, he, he kind of had to be at times. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just I just don't know how him and Henderson are not in the England. Well, I rather haven't played for England yet. I mean, yeah, O'Connell just if he's not in that next England squad, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I know there's this. <sighs> I've talked about this before, so I won't spend too much time on it. But there's that thing in it that Southgate's like, oh no, I only want to use. I don't want players playing in you know an unf- in an unfamiliar way, if you like. So if they play in a back mm. three like Connor Cody and, uh, and Jack O'Connell, England are playing this back four, so I- I'm not going to you know play them in a different way. Well, maybe you should uh, either adapt to what you're doing to use the best players, or um, you know, I-, I, yeah. can't- I can't imagine Jack O'Connell's like going to suddenly you know. Just freak out if he's asked to play in a back four. I mean, he he does it for us occasionally when we chase things around. (laughs) It's not like a totally alien concept, is it? You know, he's he's still a really, really good defender. I I think
1: I'm still playing with a back three at the
0: moment. Oh God, are they? If they are, I'm just going to cry. I think. (laughs) Tyrone Mings is still somehow playing for England. Um, Yeah, actually, the uh, maybe this is a good segue actually into um, the view from Man City because. Boy was I taken aback reading this. Do you want to? Do you want to just tell anyone who's who's not not read it yet what the kind of uh, what the summary of this is?
1: I, I can't believe it. I, I I when I started getting them together, the views and stuff, like the first like two or three pages, I was thinking this is a bit odd, and then it went on for like sixty pages or whatever of just this. I don't know. It were almost as if like they've seen something, and I, I was thinking back, thinking, well. Did I miss something mega? And then, but I didn't. I can't believe the reaction to it. How, how did, what did you make of it?
0: I was really surprised um, because. I mean, do you want to just like quickly explain what the main kind of, uh, I guess, points of complaint were?
1: They thought we were thuggish. They said that we just kicked their players all over the park. We didn't try and play football. We we're a throwback to Wimbledon in the eighties. Basically, all the cliches that you thought we might have got when we first came up, I think this is what teams expected this to be like when we first came up, The mm. Warnock part two, and you know, they were they were slagging Wilder off for for saying that. Um, I mean, they, they were stupidest quote was something along the lines of. If Wilder said this game's not going to define our, uh, define their season, so why did he set up like that? It's like, well, because we don't want to get hammered. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, I know that. I mean, so, so that, yeah, I was very surprised. I did sort of wonder, you know, it kind of, is that thing that thing people used to say about Arsenal, didn't it? Like, you know, they used to get all, well, arsey, I suppose, yeah. because uh, teams teams didn't let them but play, it, you know. or they'd...
1: It's a fan base of Arsenal-Vengas, awesome it seems, Manchester City, and I, I've done view from from before <laughs> and stuff, and they've not been like that. I, I can't get my head round. It was weird actually because in pre-season when I got the pre-season views, uh, what people were thinking, they were quite arrogant then as well. And I don't know. I just think that I just thought we a bit of an embarrassing reaction. I mean, obviously I'm looking at this from Sheffield United point of view, but I, I, I don't want us to ever turn up like that if we, you know, if we yeah, come up against a team who maybe put a few physical challenges. You've got to stand up to it, and I think Man City did, to be fair. Yeah,
0: well that's it. Mean, I've touched on it. They're just. Uh... They are ridiculous athletes, and they're not averse to uh, you know committing a foul when they need to. Mm. I mean, that was you know the foul count was thirteen each. you know they had three yellow cards, we had four. It's just um, yeah, I guess we're putting a a few hefty ones as you kind of you kind of have to, I think, don't you? You know that's almost the the edge you kind of have to have. I mean, I don't know if they were expecting us to basically just do what Aston Villa did and just roll over and lose 6-1 or whatever the heck it was and your one comes as like a 94th minute penalty. But we're not like that. Like, we we are going to stand up for ourselves. And, you know, I, I think there was... So, I mean, uh, you know, th- there was definitely a few kind of hefty challenges for yeah. us. But, cool. yeah, as I said, I think... <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I can't believe no one else is doing that to him, to be honest. So, um, so why didn't, why didn't it,
1: they put those sort of challenges in against Liverpool? It's like, well, we couldn't get near Liverpool. <laughs> In that, yeah. second, in that second uh, uh, in that second, game. And then one of them said something like, oh, in the long run, Norwich will have a better future than Sheffield United because they don't play like this. No, that's completely wrong. The reason Norwich are bottom of the league is because they can't do things like this. They might have beat Man City in a one-in-20 game, but the reason they're the bottom of the league is because they can't tough it out when things aren't going their way. And that's just, you know, that's the way they play and that's why they're bottom of the league. I would really sort of quite sort of upset that a, a fan base could be that unknowledgeable but they were saying stuff like they've obviously not seen us play before clearly didn't listen to their own manager before the match and they do seem to be really upset that bt were praising us by all accounts as well they were all about bt <laughs> were saying that we were really good and sticking at it and the challenges we needed to make and stuff and i think genus were really praising against it and i just thought they, I, for me they just came across as a, a obviously you can't judge an entire fan base on what i've Gathered a few things on the, on forums, but I just thought this come across as like a, a, a they've only been following football for five years or something.
0: Yeah, I mean I think this was our most physical game of yeah. the season, like the most the the most sort of physically aggressive we've been, I suppose. And you know, yes, we had to play. Uh, we didn't go much play in midfield. You know, I mentioned them at Burnie ended up having more passes mm. than uh, than Norwood, but you have to be like that. We, we you know we don't have the players to to play against. You know, to play toe to toe with Man City. We'll get stuffed. We just will not get out of our yeah. half. Basically, we'll be getting it taking offers on the halfway line all the time. So, yeah, very. Um, I was surprised. I, I, I just honest. think Arsenal
1: Wenger. I used to laugh at him
0: every week when Arsenal stopped winning things,
1: and it were every match it they were dirty. The referee should have protected us, and that was just like a fam you know, just a view from that. And I, and I used to say, like, shout at the TV to Wenger at the time, saying, "Well, tell your players to man up, you know. That, that's what. That's yeah. what. It's, it's not the rules. No one, no one broke the rules. That." You could argue Bessage could have been sent off with that tackle. I agree with that. It, were a, it was a silly challenge to make, especially at that time. But at the same time, I don't think there was anything there that warranted that reaction from Manchester City fans. I just can't get my head round. There's no way I walked out of that ground thinking, oh, they're not going to be happy with that.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, that Bessage one you mentioned, on, uh, it was on wouldn't mm. it? and it, it did, did make me think that we'd, we'd... Obviously, his first game back from injury. we probably said, like, you know, just... Just uh, leave, one. leave leave one on him. But that's what can, I actually you know. got brought up
1: in the view from which I didn't include because it, they, they posted it after. Because I've looked back and, like I say, it's still going on this thread, slagging us off on my Man City forum. And one of them said, Oh, yeah, knowing Wilder, he'll have told him to leave one on him. And, it, well, yeah. It's just not—it's not an unusual thing to do. I'm afraid it's not.
0: No, you know, it's, it's, it's not the
1: ballet, is it?
0: <laughs> and I think that you know, in a game that we need to get an edge, I think that makes total sense. I'm not saying go and actually injure him. You know, oh, I, no. I do think I don't think Bessish took that a bit far. It was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit yeah, yeah. yeah, like knock him over is what I mean. Basically, it's your first game back from injury. How much does he fancy it in this? You know, yeah. first game back, and if you can do that in the first few minutes, like just maybe don't fly into a tackle like that. And I think. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, what's the word, a, a strong yellow card, I think. I, I yeah. pro- probably would have been annoyed if it got sent off for it, but at the same time... But...
1: I also think there were a lot of talk after the Liverpool match when we lost 2-0. People say, we had to put a tackle in. We didn't mm. physically impose ourselves. And I think Wilder said to him, you know, we can't have, we're not having another one like that where we just basically get his belly tickled. We are mm. going to put some challenges in, be physical. We can't outclass them. There's only one way to beat City realistically, unless it's a 1-in-20 game or something like that. And that is to be physically strong and well-organised, and I thought we were that. Yeah. The reason we didn't pick anything up is probably because we weren't quite good enough on the ball uh, to, to, to create enough chances for ourselves. But that's not unusual.
0: No, no indeed. Um, and I think also they, you know, as I said, they're, they're very smart in the way that they follow. I mean, there's that one mm-hmm. um, in the second half Fleck just sort of danced away from a couple of midfielders didn't it and the second one was just like yeah. yoink you are going nowhere pal you know I think the difference is when we when we're doing these tactical fouls it's like it's like a lunge isn't it? you know I've up yeah. books for one as well where you know Man City is just a little pullback or a little trip or something and he's actually mm-hmm. flying into a tackle it's like okay that, yeah. is, that is pretty obviously a yellow card you know he's trying to break up play that way um maybe it's a good point to talk about Lee Mason actually um yeah. Well, actually, let's uh, let's give out our alternative man of the match first, and then we we we'll talk about Lee Mason. Okay. Um, so yeah, the alternative man of the match, brought to you by the Demblades fanzine, trying to find uh, the the alternative edge and find uh, shine a bit of light on someone that doesn't get the uh, the attention they always uh, well they, they do deserve, but they don't always get. Uh, who who do you want to nominate?
1: I've got Mo Bessich, and I've seen him do this before. And I'm gonna—I've uh, noticed this at the game myself. But S2 starts uh, tweeted out Besic's low, jo- low, joc- low jockeying stance is quite something. His fingertips are like six inch from the grass at times. Yeah. And did you notice this? I
0: noticed it um, in his—I think in the League Cup game we went to. And I thought—yeah—I thought is he knackered? We've only played ten minutes, but yeah, he's, he's but almost I thought like it a... was at his
1: peak uh, yesterday. I thought it was—he was like a sniper, like just hunting around <laughs> the pitch and. I don't know, I found it really funny every time like you were near an a, a opponent. He's so low down.
0: It seems to work.
1: Um, it does, it does, yeah. I'm Certainly not criticism of him, I just think it's a really unusual style. So, yeah, if it, you know, you give me a laugh on a couple of occasions, so I'm going to give him a better shit.
0: Yeah, well, actually, he was my nominee as well. Cause, oh, really? I, I just thought, uh, I was just picturing uh, you know, Wilder in the changing room before and just being like, right, lads, you know, if you can just uh if you can just let laporte know he's in a game tonight you know <laughs> best it's just be like right hold my beer <laughs> i'm
1: going for yeah.
0: him. um but i thought it was good again last night you know from a you know an actual footballing point of view not just a uh, you know comedy award kind of point of view mm. um it would have been interesting if he'd not got booked in the 5th minute how yeah. You know, maybe would have been played a bit more physically through the game. Yeah. Um but yeah. I think that that counts for all three,
1: Norwood, Fleck and Bessage mm. obviously all got booked I, I do think that hindered us. I was actually shouting at one point to get Lundstrom on a bit a little bit earlier because I did yeah. think they were breaking through us a little bit too easy because they were all on bookings.
0: All three booked in the first half, weren't they? Yeah, Bessage Norwood <laughs> and, and Fleck all booked by the forty second minute, and that's yeah, that's that is quite limiting when you, you look at who you're going up against. Um yeah. Yeah, so I, I I'm I'm with you. I there, that sort of weird hands on knees stance is a bit odd, but yeah, it's, uh, some nice touches from him and yeah, he looks uh, he looks a, a good player to have in there. Um, yeah. you know, probably as like a change up with Lundstrom. we, you know, we kind of saying this is probably uh, the time to to give him a start and yeah. yeah I, I don't think it was uh, I don't think it was incredible, but it was uh, it was a good showing from him. So, yeah, probably He, uh,
1: he keeps the shirt for me for the Palace game.
0: I'd say so, I think, yeah, unless, uh, you know, Lundstrom's kind of getting back to peak thickness. But even then, yeah, as you say, he's kind of kind of earned his spot, I think, for sure. Um, so, hey, yeah. do you, if
1: I known you were going best, I should have gone bald up, by the way, because of that, you know, when he went down injured. Hmm. Um, and then about two minutes later, he did this incredible, he sort of out. I don't know who it was, I think it was De Bruyne, actually. And he sort of outpaced him and got the ball, really, like, tenacity and stuff. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought you were really good again yesterday as well.
0: Yeah, he was. I thought he was going to get. Um, I thought he was actually badly injured. Or, or yeah, I did. Bad footnote to this game, but no, seemed seemed to be okay. So fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, we're, we're unanimous. I think the second week in a row, I do have to put a bit, mm. more, bit, bit more imagination into next week. But uh, <laughs> there you go. So uh, yeah, Mo Besic, winner of the Denblades Alternative Man of the Match. Uh, you can get every edition of the Denblades fanzine uh, from Demblades.co.uk. You can get a season ticket for this year. Just all four issues plus extras like stickers and badges as well and no postage costs. Uh, it's very much worth your time. Some fantastic articles and artwork in there as you have doubtless heard me talk about yeah. before. And, uh, yeah, already looking forward to um, the first issue of this year. Should be good. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, so that was the alternative man of the match. Let's just quickly talk about Lee Mason's performance. Um, go on, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you start off. What, what, what's your overall thoughts on Lee Mason? I think he lost control pretty quickly. To be honest, of the
1: entire game, I, I think the bookings were were correct what he did and stuff. But I, it's the first referee I, I think we've come across this season. I mean, this is going completely against what the Man City fans were saying. But it's I came out and said he's the the first referee that we've come across this season who, in my opinion, seems to be a little bit starstruck. Hmm.
0: I, didn't... I don't know how
1: you felt about that. And I'm obviously being biased because the Man City fans are saying he were in our favour. They said they were playing against 12 men. I didn't think we were playing against 12 men, but I thought he was just a poor game for both sides, to be honest.
0: He just didn't seem to have control and um, I don't think he got any of the sort of big decisions wrong particularly, but... No. It's just that it's the little things. and it, And again, this comes back to what I said right at the start. You need... You need everything to break for us last night if we were going to get a result. And, you mm-hmm. know, there's so many little things that just didn't... I mean, the one that really did my head in, and it's so minor, but it was the in the second half where Baldock, um, he goes past... Uh, I can't remember, it might be Zinchenko, and he's, he's running to the touchline uh, mm. like on the far side. And the defender just pulls him just a little bit, and that stops him getting to the ball... Yeah. He goes out for a throw in, and the referee doesn't give a foul for it, and it's like that is a foul. Like he would have got the ball if there'd not been that. Did level you see content. the hand gesture he did after that? I didn't know. What was that? He did the ball set gesture as if to say he got the ball. He was <laughs> nowhere
1: near the ball. That wasn't even the that wasn't the case. That wasn't like the sort of argument or anything like that. So
0: was about twenty yards away yeah. at that Genuinely
1: was. like. What was he talking about? Him? Like, why has he done? He didn't get the ball. That that wasn't the the argument that Baldock had.
0: But yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. pop I thought it was probably the poorest rep we've had this season overall.
0: Yeah. There's just. I mean, you're booking Norwood so early as well. You know, that's 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 like a rod for your back kind of thing. And then. Yeah. You you know, Fernandinho, I mean, what was it? It was like his fourth or fifth foul that eventually got him a buck in. And you're just sort of thinking, like, what's going on? I mean, I think just after that Baldock in- incident I just mentioned, actually, they basically had the same thing and gave him a free kick straight away. And then, yeah. you know, you've got things like uh, he's telling Ender Stevens to get two yards back for the throw in. Yeah. Cal Walker yeah. just, just allowed to walk 10, 15 yards down the line. I mean, this. Uh, I don't think it influenced the outcome of the no. game. But I'm not saying we lost because of it. I'm just saying it was uh, it was not a good refereeing display. I don't think. And, I wonder
1: uh, if deep down he knows is a little bit. These referees sort of know. Did did they think? Well, oh, better not give this. This is De Bruyne, or this is Aguero. I don't think there's any conspiracy or anything like that. But I wonder if it's just human nature.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm good with not seeing him again for a while. I think he's. Yeah. um I mean, I ask you to do a, a quick thought experiment of like mm. refs, like the refs that fill you with dread when you see their name. And I'm not saying they're bad referees, but just like. Just when you see that they're in our game you just sort of go oh god not that guy again and yeah. for me he's the new number one I think what, what about you Who, who's on your, your list just my,
1: you? I said Mike Dean at the beginning of the season and it's really unfair because I think he's been the ref, best ref we've had so far mm. to be honest but when we went up I was like oh Mike Dean because he's got that reputation hasn't he he's obviously yeah. a bit of a showman but do you know what I think he's probably been the best ref we've had this season Mike yeah. Dean uh, but the one that stands out to me more than anyone else is Anthony Taylor he's my uh, he's my number
0: two if, uh, if you will I just
1: a really, really bad ref, not just against us or anything. I, I saw him, I, he did the Leeds Arsenal game uh, in the Cup, and he, I were awful. Just bad decision after bad decision.
0: He was the ref for the Blackburn game last year when he yeah. was bashing off for those stupid two, two stupid yellow cards. Um, yeah. By him those. Um, yeah, two uh, follically challenged referees there, so I hope people think Yeah, well, yeah, my run.
1: mate did say that at the match, actually. He did say, Why are all the rubbish refs bold? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: no, no. The one, yeah. Do you know what one that stands out from the passes? Do you remember Darren Dedman
0: Do I remember his name, but I don't remember him doing anything particular. I mean, you don't forget a name like Darren Dedman, do you No, <laughs>
1: but, no, uh, he, he was another one who sent off about four of our players for very minor incidents. And there's a video which was not nice of him driving home after a game, and it's all our fans and the coaches giving him like the most awful stick, like. <laughs> Uh, from the coach to his car, so. But yeah, I remember him being awful. And Trevor Kettle, he's another one that I don't know why. I can't think of anything. But I always like if we have him as ref, I always used to think, oh, not him. Yeah, that's a
0: proper referee named Trevor Kettle, isn't it? Like <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I set you that mini challenge, like give me a top five. And actually, because I'm restricted to active referees only, so we can't mm. you know, can't go back too far back into the past. But yeah, I actually, I, I looked through the Premier League, you know, referees list and. To be honest, most of them I feel are quite good, but there's uh, yeah, there's definitely a handful. Lee Mason is uh, is absolutely up the there. Who, who's not yeah. good? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Mike Dean. You know, I've I've, I've come round on him. I think he's <laughs> he's a bit of a a bit of an idiot, but I think he is a fundamentally good referee. I think so. Yeah. I liked
1: Jonathan Pierce before our game against Arsenal. And he, what were it? Is it f- f- 500th game, 100th game, or whatever it was? Five and, 500th game. Yeah, and he said like well, he's you know had a bit falsive game whatever it was. Um and he said uh, uh, and he was his name was read out before the
0: game and both fans booed him. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he loved that though, didn't oh, he? Oh yeah, he will he have, yeah. Absolutely made his day that
1: and honestly before this season I'm not a fan but I, I really like him. I really like looking at the videos of him and stuff. You know, like he's, he's a proper character, isn't he? He
0: really is, yeah. So, the other
1: one to stand up just before you can move on is uh, Keith Stroud. Uh, who can you remember that Brentford incident when he sent Kieran Freeman off and brought him back home to change his mind? Yeah. Yeah, so he's another yeah. one yeah. is, is he out of
0: there? <laughs> is he still refereeing?
1: He's out there, yeah. I double-checked. He's obviously not in the top flight. Another one I've got is Jonathan Moss, just for that VAR decision against Spurs. He was, a, he was the man behind the computer making that, that decision.
0: Yeah. Uh, one more name I don't want to see again for a bit, even though he was responsible for the West Ham Incident the other week is uh, is Chris Kavanagh just after the yeah. first Man City game, like yeah. kind, of, kind of good with him not refereeing us for a little bit. So mm. yeah, take five, Chris. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, yeah Lee Mason. I, I, I'd rather not have him doing our games for quite a while. Actually, um, I, I don't. I, I do wonder if he's got long left actually at this level because I he's I, I've, I've looked it up because I was curious how how long he's been refereeing and he is approaching fifty now. So. Well, I don't... I'm not just saying
1: this because you'll say you've just said his age and stuff, but I I did mention a couple of times I thought we were really behind the play yeah. a, on a couple of occasions yesterday, and you think, well, how can he see that from then? He was making decisions from miles away because it seemed like he couldn't keep up with play.
0: Yeah, and it started to get a bit pantomime villain as well. Of like, as I said, this guy's not cost us the game, but no. it's it sort of you know in the moment it felt like it were all stacking up. You know, like I said about the stupid things of like get back two yards for a throw in. Aguero mm-hmm. asks for a free kick and gets it. We. We win a free kick and trying to play on, and he immediately stops play and makes us take the free kick. Were you kick.
1: Su- were you surprised about the view from City in that sense? The the about the refs, I really was because they they absolutely savaged him for not protecting their players.
0: Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Maybe you just when you've got that elite elite players, you know, you just yeah. expect to be protected a little bit. And Man City, yeah. I think Man City do have a bit of a chip on their shoulder with officials, just for the some of the Champions League <laughs> VAR stuff that's happened to yeah. them as well. So. Yeah, I guess that's not too surprising. Maybe in a one-off game last night, I think it's a little bit surprising, but yeah, maybe not.
1: Well, I was about to announce that I'm definitely bitter and childish enough to uh, hope that they don't win anything
0: now. (laughs) 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 Even with the nice words from Pep.
1: Yeah, no, realistically, I think he's a fantastic manager. I think he's good. And I've got a bet on him, actually, to win... uh... I don't know why, actually. it has got a better to, be to win Champions League this year. so. But, yeah, I'll not be shedding any tears in terms of the fans anyway after that. So I, I'd like to get him in the FA Cup, actually, and um, beat him with a really horrible 1-0 long ball game.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, talking of the FA Cup, that's uh, where we can just wrap up for this week. So we've got Millwall away on Saturday. Um, and I, just quickly, is it just me? Or does it, obviously, we played them last season. Uh at, at the den in uh what was it, September, something like that? It feels mm-hmm. like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Uh, is that just me?
1: Not at all. I I was thinking about like, when the last time I played him, mean, that that home game still lives in the memory, obviously, where uh, we obviously let it go in the last minute. Mm. That three two one, it does seem like it was the season before at least, or maybe even a league one game. Yeah. It, it,
0: absolutely. It's...
1: I remember I was listening to that one on radio Sheffield, and uh, we're, we absolutely battered him, like in that first half. Billy Sharp missed a pen, uh, and then obviously he scored after. And then they just scored two goals, didn't they, within like two minutes or something yeah. like that. Um, and then I think, oh, we've thrown this away. We were doing this last season, and I think I don't know. I, I do think that was an important game when you look at it. You know, a good win away at Millwall coming. I think we'd won three in a week that week and stuff, and. Mm. Yeah, I thought we played really well. Uh, from I didn't go, but just gathering what people were saying and stuff, it, it seems like we went to a tough place and really turned it on.
0: Yeah, it's just really weird to think it was not that long ago. It just seems such a long time, but also the team <laughs> was not that different to what it is now, to be honest. Like, yeah. A bit McGoldrick yeah. and Sharp up front, but largely the same team. I think Kieran Freeman might have played right back. Uh, I don't know if Baldock was injured. Yeah, he did. Stock, he did. It? Yeah. Uh, and obviously Duffy is Actually, Duffy started probably to start in it. Yeah. I think he
1: did. He got a pen. I know he won a pen, didn't he? So, uh, but yeah, I mean they come up with us as well, which is always something that I always forget about. It's amazing mm. how. I think again, it's a, obviously we're a big club. We have spent more money than than Millwall uh, and stuff. But I think that they're a good sort of measure of how quickly we have come on because I think Millwall have done well since they've come up. Yeah, uh, but we've just—I think we've just gone on another level.
0: I—I mm. I mean, we said this last night, but I'm—I think because we got those four points and we're sat on thirty-three now, and uh, you know, it looks looks pretty nice to be honest. I'd quite like us to win now. I, you know, I've been pretty out on—I mean, that's not stupid, but I've been kind of out on the FA Cup. But um, you know, I—I I, I would quite like to get to the fifth round. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and I think Wilder said he's going to pick a strong team, didn't he? I'm
1: sure I read that. Yeah, I think I, I, certainly think it'll be stronger than last time. The the uh, file game, I think that uh, we'll will see a few fringe players. I think for me personally, I'd I'd probably rest the wing backs because I think it's just a tough mm. tough ask. I don't think Stevens has been quite at those high levels recently as well i think he's played all right but i don't think he's quite at you know maybe needs taken out for a for a week or whatever um yeah. but yeah the rest of the side and i, I think billy sharp or, or robinson or mcgold maybe even mcgoldrick will play against Millwall. but yeah, yeah. i think it, i think we'll see a stronger side without it being our best side it'll be a tough game because they're a good side no
0: yeah yeah they actually they really are i mean they're, they're sort of bouncing in and out of the playoffs at the minute aren't they and um yeah, they are just looking at some of the advanced numbers on them. They have a pretty weak attack. It's the third lowest XG in the championship. Uh, a good defense, the best XG against. Although, you know, it's, it, it, I don't mm. know how much of a gauge that will be because I would imagine they will make a bunch of changes as well, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know I what? think they
1: played the best side,
0: actually, in the last round. Ah, did they? Yeah. Someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm
1: pretty sure when I got the view from the reaction from the draw that they were saying that they played the best team. I don't think they've got the biggest
0: squad, have they, So No, possibly not. It's a decent championship side on paper as well. They've got Ryan Woods now as well. Jed Wallace is decent. Jake Cooper Cooper's a good, good centre-back. Uh, I think the keeper used to play for Ipswich. I think that's right. I think he was a, a good championship goalie yeah, as well. Solid yeah. um, but... manager as well. I think Rowit's a perfect fit, anything at all. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would very much like us to, well, win or lose, don't draw, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I reckon that,
1: um, yeah, I'm just looking at the team now, and, yeah, they pretty much play, played the, the strongest 11 from what Jake Cooper played and uh, uh, Matt Smith up front as well, obviously a big uh, big target man and stuff. Yeah. So, But, yeah, I reckon that um, it'll be a really, really tough game. We'll have done well to get through. Um, but... I Yeah, I want to go for it. I don't want to play his very, very, very best side because you never know what's around the corner. But yeah. at the same time, yeah, I think we've definitely got enough points to say, you know, we, we'll take this more seriously than we might have.
0: Yeah, I would say I don't want to see O'Connell. I don't want to see Norwood. Uh, no. And, I mean, it makes sense not to play Moussae just to... Uh... Yeah. Not, not tire him out at all. But other than yeah. that, I think, yeah, go for it, to be honest. I mean, I, I, it's a, a fair shout with the wing backs for sure, but yeah, I think Basham will probably start, I would imagine. He yeah, comes yeah. on anyway, doesn't he, Basham? So.
1: Yeah. i play Basham. I think Jags is sound to come in as well. Uh, I'd like to see the, the new guy, Robinson, um, play. I'd like to, I don't know, maybe at centre half, actually. Uh, you know, left centre half. Yeah.
0: Instead of, a uh, of the And then
1: Osborne on the on the way. so we are changing quite a lot actually, as we're speaking. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I still think it's a, it looks a far t- better side what we're what we're talking about than it did against Fylde.
0: Yeah, I mean that was proper fringe players when um, Clark and who uh, was the one Stearman oh, came off the bench didn't he? Like Keith, yeah, uh, Keane uh, Brian. Keen Brian. Yeah, I can't imagine he'll be. I don't two think Val Morrison will play, for instance, and probably not even Rodwell. Uh, Yeah, potentially, yeah. So it's an interesting one, uh, but I mean, ultimately, yeah, the main aim is no injuries, I think, but it would be nice to sneak through. And then, yeah, maybe get Man City in the next round um, would be... (laughs) Part three would be interesting, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Nice one, mate. All right. Uh, Well, despite some technical issues, which hopefully I can edit out, so if you listen to this, hopefully hopefully you haven't noticed any technical issues. (laughs) um, I've spent the second half of the podcast uh, sat in... uh, yeah, sat in a completely different room to the first one as my internet was messing. I think up.
1: you should tell people uh, what what room you've had to move to just to show what uh, dedication you put in actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am currently sat in my nursery within uh, within sniffing range of some nappy bags that need throwing out. So that's that's what I'm going to do as soon as I finish this podcast I think. I didn't realize this bin was ready to be emptied. <laughs> apologies, <laughs> if <you're>, uh, <laughs> apologies if you're apologies for eating while, uh, while listening to this. Uh, um right mate any any final thoughts so we wrap up? No, the only thing that we've not mentioned,
1: which I thought were really good, is when Man City scored, the noise from our cop was fantastic, I thought.
0: That is true, yeah. I didn't know uh, how well that carried around the rest of the game. Yeah, group, but...
1: and I think it just goes to show, doesn't it, on how much we appreciate the efforts that they're putting in.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, the yeah, I guess respect for um, the levels that we're going up against as well as, like, you know, we, we made it through 73 minutes for Man City. We were eventually able to break us down and. Yeah. It was a world class pass from uh, yeah, De Bruyne is, is genuinely one of the best midfielders on the planet, and, and yep. finished off by the greatest Premier League goal scorer. Uh, I think he's got to be up there, isn't he? I getting there by the end of his career. I think. Can I? Shearer, I think Shearer is still number one. How far ahead is? Let's find out. Uh, record goal scorers. Yeah, I keep seeing Shearer's thing pop up. He's uh, okay. He's, he's a way behind Shearer actually. He's eighty goals behind Shearer at the moment. Yeah, eight, eight, it depends but, on how long he stays, though, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, certainly a fantastic one of the, I guess one of the best players to to play at Bramall Lane. You'd probably have to put him up there, wouldn't you? Certainly, In yeah. in, uh, in modern history, so um, yeah. yeah, yeah. No uh, no shame in losing that game at all. You know, I left with. Uh, if not a smile on my face and a spring in my step, certainly a kind of like, well, you know, we, we had a good go. Uh, you know, been nice to create some yeah. more chances, but what do you expect? It's Man City. They were bang on I think on most
1: it. people recognise that as well. I think most people listen to this. I think most people, you, you'll get the odd minority who say, no, oh, we're rubbish, we didn't have a shot, or whatever. But I think most people, I think we're quite good as a fan base in that sense that we sort of see what what we're up against and how hard it is.
0: Yeah, apart from the people on Facebook criticising that's school.
1: it yeah don't go on the Facebook groups so. <laughs> <I've seen
0: laughs> the... it's
1: again It's it, most of them are alright it's just the odd one. The, the ones that stand out are the ones where, you know the ones where you're looking what what are you saying that for but <laughs> yeah um, and some people will never if you're not enjoying it um, I think it was Bushblade on the S2 forum who said if you're not enjoying it at the moment, go and get a fishing rod and take up fishing because
0: <laughs> it's not for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very good way to end the podcast, I think. Uh, nice one, mate. So people can check out, uh, do do check out the Man City View if you've not done it already because yeah. it is quite eye-opening. That is at roysviewfrom.com. And you are at Panchero on Twitter. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. Nice one. Thank you for bearing with me with the no, no worries. many internet issues there. Much appreciated. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch you up after the Millwall game, I thought. Yeah. Nice one, yeah. Cheers, buddy. Talk to you later. Cheers, bud. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to the Denblades fanzine for being a sponsor. And thanks also to Beer52.com, who are also one of the sponsors of Blades Pod. Now, if you like me, football and a few beers go together very nicely. Beer 52 are offering a free case of their handpicked beers to Blades Pod subscribers. All you need to do is head to beer52.com/slash-bladespod, sign up, and cover the four pound ninety-five for postage, and they will send you a case of eight free beers. And not just any beers; they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer. They're on a mission to find the best beers out there. And deliver it to their members each and every month. Beer 52 do not hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. Sign up today and get your free case of craft beer. Get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash bladespod. <laughs>